That was the best lemon I ever had. Me too. That goes triple for me. Word from between the bedsheets just came in. You're good, but you can always do better. We want to hear from all the sex kittens and dirty dogs out there. All the cuddlers, stocking wearers, rope tires and biters. Just remember, this is a show for all the lovers, not the fighters. Naughty rude. 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 The show where anyone can have their say. What's up? You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show. That's right here on Sin. We're taking you through your Saturday night. I'm Lachlan and I'm here with Alex. And we are on Sin and we are also all over your socials. Naughty Rude Sin, that's S-Y-N. Alex, how can people get involved? Definitely through our Tumblr. Our Tumblr is the thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Um, you can message us. All messages that come through our Tumblr are anonymous and you can message us whatever we'd love hearing from you um and totally get involved otherwise you can dm us on our socials through twitter instagram and facebook at naughty rude sin s y n otherwise if you do miss us you can totally catch up with all of our naughty rude content through podcasts we're on spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts that is through the naughty rude show if you just look that up we'll be in your ears at any time now, none of us are doctors no. and none of us can give any medical advice. Therefore, we definitely urge you, if you have any burning questions or any burning body parts, to seek out help from your GP or if it's um, something you think is urgent, definitely seek, go to the um, emergency room. However, some of our t- content can be a bit deep. It can be deep and some people may want to seek out some alternative and extra sort of self-care for them to just feel better. You can contact 1-800-RESPECT on 1-800-737-732. Beyond Blue, which is contactable on 1-300-224-636 and QLife Helpline on 1-800-184-527. And all of those helplines as well, also available on our website so you know make sure that you are if you do have concerns or if what we talk about raises concerns for you that you do seek out those resources coming up on the show what a show we have we have a very special guest all the way from california from hollywood i don't know if if it's hollywood but definitely the states it's a very big big get um all thanks to liz's hard work we wish she could be here tonight with us Um, but naya joins us she is just moments away talking about her new album and some pretty wild time she's had in the music industry that is coming right up hi this is sarah from apricot inc you're listening to the naughty rude show i'm your host lachlan here with alex and we're joined by a very special guest would you like to introduce yourself sure hi guys my name is naya (laughs) And so what, what kind of what kind of music do you make? Um, I kind of make R&B, soul, jazz, a little bit of everything, but probably more in the soul R&B world, I'd say. Beats for the bedroom? <laughs> yes, I've been told by some of my friends that Beats for the bedroom, yes. So you have just released your third album, Bobby Deerfield. Yeah, I mean, um, as you said, it's my third album called Bobby Deerfield which is the title of an old 70s film with Al Pacino in it, where he plays a Formula One driver. And uh, I saw the film actually at a private screening with Al Pacino. Oh, wow. And my mom, yeah, my mom's from Italy. So I grew up with, you know, so many Al Pacino films. And for some reason, I just hadn't seen Bobby Deerfield. So I was just in awe that I missed one. 
And so we watched the movie with Al and he went on to tell us how much he was, how he was devastated that this film was a disaster. Nobody liked it. They thought it was going to ruin his career. And after I left, I just kind of became obsessed with it. And it kind of became like the origin of my third album, which is all about kind of like, you know, using his character who falls in love um, and like skirts with death and plays with like the cars and Formula One, all kind of as a metaphor for my life. It was a pretty heavy symbol and stuff. So, but yeah, that's kind of the origin of it. And it just kind of became this kind of folk rock soul project. So I'm uh, happy it's out in the world now. This character of Bobby as well is kind of someone who's looking for a bit of change in his life. Yeah, I mean, most of my past albums, I typically write about like my personal life, having affairs, having one night stands, my relationships. A lot of my lyrics are very um, literal in that sense in the love world. And I really wanted to try to write you know, more metaphorically or kind of more about nature. And there's little glimpses of that, but I really realized through this process that there was still like one relationship I hadn't dealt with and it was with my father. So as much as I wanted to change, I kind of had still one more obstacle and relationship I had to deal with. And also writing about my dad was new. So within that, it was still kind of a change. But yeah, I think you have to evolve as an artist and lyrically, I think it's important too. One of your songs on the album, Alfa Romeo, is probably one of my mm. favorites. You mentioned metaphors and you mentioned your father. Some of the lyrics yeah. in Alfa Romeo are very much indicating towards a song about your dad. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, you know, I have a song. I have songs on this album. I have one called like Sick in My Mind where I'm talking about like sitting on someone's face, you know, in like a sexual situation. And then here's the song Alfa Romeo where I'm basically confronting my father, basically saying, you know, I don't want to be your daughter anymore. I am my own daughter. I am my own father. And that's actually my dad talking at the end and he's apologizing to me. So it was really heavy. And I just kind of knew that this album needed, you know, a real confrontation. And I was like, I really think this is the song I have to actually address my father. So it kind of just happened. And Alfa Romeo was the racing team Bobby Deerfield raced for in the movie. So it's like very meta. Yeah. (laughs) You've talked about this album being about legacy, about forgiveness, about attachment. Mm. Has that been a difficult journey for you? It has. It really has. Um, You know, I think maybe because I'm like a water sign or just I've done some therapy and, you know, you really want to fix everything and you want to, you know, be angry and use that. And I've, I've learned like, You know, am I going to just be mad at my dad forever for what he's done to me or how he's, you know, impacted me? And I realized, like, I can forgive him and move on and make my own decisions. And it's hard. Acceptance and forgiveness, I think, are um, really hard. I have some friends that parents are dead and they, they can't move on still. So I'm really trying to actively practice it. But yes, every day is a challenge. <laughs> From your accepting the way your dad is and I guess forgiving him, have mm-hmm. you would you say you've forgiven him? I think so. And yeah. I think through this album, you know, I think that's been the biggest piece. You know, I didn't intend to write an album about legacy or, you know, wanting to kind of make my own choices and be a better person or a partner to my relationship people but it kind of just happened and through this I really have gotten closer to him and you know he's actually talking on my album and apologizing so we're actually talking about things now and 
you know, I can't change what he did or can't change who he is or what he's going to continue to do, but I can change how it affects me and how I move through the world. So definitely more forgiveness. And that's kind of a really lovely gift I got out of it too. Changing gears a little bit here, although we did touch on this yeah. earlier, you're on the Naughty Rude show. <laughs> what would you say yeah. is the naughtiest and rudest song on your album? I would say Sick in My Mind, which is basically just about wanting to have sex with someone and like all the sick things I'm thinking about. <laughs> There's like a lyric where it's like, I'm sitting on your face now. Janet's playing in the background, which is like a nod to Janet Jackson, who I think makes a lot of bedroom music. Um, and I guess, you know, I really thought, you know, one of the vices me and my father shared was like our sexual prowess I guess like we both struggle with infidelity and just kind of these things and I just felt like there needed to be a song that was just about the like you know urge that I have about just having sex with someone and not caring what at all it, it is just kind of like the natural urge that happens <laughs> so sick in my mind would be that for sure what would you classify as maybe your craziest sexual experience I would say one of my favorites was probably a weekend where I met a stranger and then spent the whole weekend with them, was on their motorcycle, went out for pasta, stayed in, in amazing, interesting hotels from really expensive to really cheap and weird. And just kind of having like a tiny life with someone for three days and then never seeing them or speaking to them again, which was kind of fabulous. <laughs> I like that, that idea. Would, would you say that you're someone who wants to maybe cut contact with someone after having, I don't know, a one night stand? I would say I used to be because I usually am in a relationship with someone else. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I usually don't want someone to find out. Now I would say as as I'm trying to practice being more faithful that I think I, I like, I'm such a romantic that I love the nostalgia and, you know, all the things that come with like a really intense relationship, but um, yeah, no, that would have been a disaster if people found out, so. <laughs> Do you think you're getting soft now? I mean, I went to like a sex shop recently and bought some things, but like they're still in the bag, so maybe. <sighs> I think maybe I'm, maybe I'm just getting a little lazier. I know I used to think about like in my 20s, I did a lot more crazy stuff where I was like, man, that's, I'm not in shape enough for that anymore or stuff like that. I think it's just more I'm practicing things that I I like. I think I'm just changing a little bit more. Like when someone does the dishes, I'm like that's so sexy. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully not losing the spark. If no, you have been, we're definitely going to bring it back. We'll be hearing lots more from you throughout the show. Got a question? You can slide into our DMs at the naughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You're listening to The Naughty Root Show. I'm Alex and I'm here with Lachlan with our special guest, Naya. Yeah, Naya's back a little bit later, but first, our letter of the week. What letter are we up to? N. This is honestly like how I'm learning the alphabet at this point. <laughs> like, let's be real, like it all gets a little bit hazy after like G... Yeah. That, like, that weird, like, elementary... Repeat. Yeah, like, we're, we're in the midst of it now. M&M's, I don't know. Anyway, we're up to N. Nudes. I think this is a pretty obvious one, getting sexier over the phone. Are you a, are you a nude taker, a nude sender? Um, not... Uh, mate, not... Mm, mm, not really. I mean, there's, like, a scale, right? There's like, a it's scale. It's not just, like, nudes, but, like, a little kind of, like, cheeky little, you know, oh. Preview. Sometimes, Teaser. I think 
you have to be in the, you have to feel it for me, at least I have to be able to like, I've got to have that mental capacity to be able to be like, okay, like here's the time when I'm taking a photo of myself that is, that could be quite damaging. But I know quite a few of my, one of my friends has had a very bad experience with taking nudes and I am quite traumatized from that sort of experience. Her nudes ended up on her own story. No. It was, no, it was. Like, what did she, was it an accident? It was an accident. She was trying to actually show us and then she fiddled with, she just had her phone on the table and literally her hands uploaded it to her Snapchat story. And it was up there for like a good 10 minutes. How many people saw it? Like enough. And it wasn't just like a sneaky little titty pic. It was a full on video. It was, it was, we all have a trauma bond from that one experience. Like we look back on it and laugh, but we actually had like a bit of a deep and meaningful about, about it. And she was like, it was actually really traumatizing for me. And I'm like, I literally can imagine like, like so many things could have gone wrong. And especially now in the age of technology, like, People can find your news. People, it can affect your like. It can affect your whole life. And like a lot of people have had horrible experiences. Mm, that genuinely sounds terrifying. Like I'm going to be thinking about that tonight. No, it's that's also a very big deterrent into why I mm. personally won't take notes because I've had the shared experience, like just like the joint trauma. I mean, just generally as a person, I'm just against leaving a paper trail of any kind. So no, sorry, no news from me. Yeah. No evidence that there was ever anything between us. But (laughs) (laughs) I have a a similar story from um, a friend in Brisbane and she was, um, it it wasn't her, it was her partner and it also wasn't an accident um, that his nudes were, were released. So she'd gone through a bit of a rough patch in her, in her relationship with this man and they had decided, oh, we're going to go, we're going to go on a break. Real mm. friends moment, real Ross and Rachel moment. On the first night of the break, uh, he sent nudes to, um, it was described to me as an Insta baddie. So this woman on Instagram who followed him, he was like, yeah, I'm going to shoot my shot. Sent her some nudes. Turns out it wasn't a woman. It was a scammer. She was like, I've got your nudes. You have a public Instagram account so I can see your mutuals. Yeah. They are all going to get your nudes unless you pay me $500 <gasps> right now. Now, he didn't pay the money, which was – he, he wasn't a bright guy. Um, but, I mean, at that point, like, they've got your nudes. Like, you can pay them money, and then they're just going to ask for more money. Yeah. Like, at that point, I'm sorry, you got to – and so he, he accepted that, okay, my nudes are getting released at this point. Been through the seven stages of grief. So, <laughs> first night of the break, like, night one – like, yesterday – I don't want you to leave me. Let's sort yeah. this out. The space will fix our relationship. Not even 24 hours later. Hey, babe, you're going to get some pictures in a minute. And I just want to explain what happened here. <gasps> and they did get sent around to um, all of his friends. That is how I know. They were described to me by the people who were traumatized by them. They were off his flaccid penis. <laughs> not even, not even, no, didn't not even... even. Not even. And this is the thing, guys. We're letting down the team. We're letting down the team. You're taking a nude or you're taking a very artful picture. I feel like women, the standard, it's, the bar is so much higher. Oh, the bar higher. is higher. Guys, it's like they won't even like clean their bedroom floor. Oh, yeah. I mean, they won't even get hard, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> they won't even take the time to make it worthy. Right? Yeah. No, I think I think for women it, 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 it is more artful. 
100%. But I also think the female body is a lot more beautiful than the male body. But that's crazy. Scam- beware. beware of our, for our listeners, beware of the scammers that are trying to take your nudes and get money. That's... 100%. Like, I think just be really careful about where you're posting them, whether it's unintentionally, you know, on your story or unintentionally to a scammer. <laughs> you got you got to keep that locked down. But also making an effort's an idea. Yeah. Well, might I just add that my friend's nudes, they were actually leaked. They they managed to get from her my eyes only onto her story from just her hands being in front of the table. Yeah. Might I add. So even if they're in your my eyes only, you can never be too sure. Never be too You're sure. You're never safe. No. But, okay. also, but I agree, definitely making the effort is... Yeah. Is curt? It's courteous. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm right? making like, the effort. If you're going to inflict your junk on someone, at least make it nice. At least make exactly. it pretty. Exactly. Oh, anyway, I was um, I got coffee with some friends uh, yesterday, and they were talking about one of them had um, had a partner who, in a past relationship, was planning to break up with his partner, and so kind of like on his way out the door before the breakout actually happened, but it was you know it was kind of it was about to happen. Writing was on the wall. Um, he'd sent a nude to someone. Is that cheating to you? Because it wasn't cheating to my friends. I would classify it as cheating. Yeah, I think like that's a line, right? That's a boundary. That's a boundary. Because I mean, what what are you doing? Why are you for me sending the nudes is one thing, but then why are you having like why are you talking to another girl or another boy or another person? Right. Exactly. You shouldn't need to. Yeah, there would have been a lead up to that. Exactly. Exactly. There's always a lead up and. The lead up, I think, may in some cases be worse than the actual nude sending. The line is che- that is cheating, in my opinion. And obviously, mm. cheating is different for every single couple. Well, that's the thing, right? You kind of get to set your own boundaries, yeah. right? For me, that's a boundary. Well, some very cautionary tales about nudes there that are definitely going to keep me up for the rest of the night. I reckon we don't we don't need any more yeah, any more n words. There's nothing left to be said. It that's was all enough. said. That's enough. I'm looking forward to O next week. <laughs> Same. Right? That's going to be a moment. Hello, I'm Stella Delore, and you're listening to The Naughty Rude Show. You're listening with Alex Lachlan, and we have a really special guest with us tonight, all the way from California. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have Naya, who's here. She's co-hosting with us tonight. Unfortunately, we're not exactly a music show. We do definitely like to delve into the world of sex and love and everything in between. Naya, you are an artist in the music industry, and I was thinking... Sex in the music industry, and does sex sell? It does. I mean, I would think so. What do you think about that? I would definitely agree. I think um, <laughs> promiscuous music videos have been around forever. I think now, I think it went through, the music industry went through a stage in the early 2000s where, you know, it was more promiscuous, and then it got a bit more subdued as taste in music went on. However, now I think we're definitely seeing more of an uproar in um, sexual music videos, which I personally think isn't necessarily a bad thing. I just think maybe the way that women are treated could be a bit more negative. I totally agree. I mean, my first music video is a video of uh, a Naya doll, which we made a, a sex doll. They're basically the sex dolls people buy. And I made a 3D scan of my face and I actually shot in the factory in Southern California where they make these dolls. And it's just a really amazing subculture. So I think to your point, 
I'm down for sex and weird videos just as long as the artists, specifically if they're female artists, are behind it, you know, or like want to be involved and don't feel pressure. Oh. I think the idol was kind of like a big disaster of trying to be a experience of how that could go wrong. But yeah, I'm with you on that. Sex does sell for sure. <laughs> Do you think that's what's been changing in the industry and what's, I guess, more meaningful to you, kind of seeing that representation behind the scenes? I hope it's changing. I think it's still run and gatekeeped a little by people that will always try to push an agenda. And, you know, it's funny because I look back at even my discography visually and like my first video besides the doll one, I'm in a turtleneck and that was me at my youngest. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in videos where I'm actually like in a bikini and I'm like 10 years older. So it's more like I chose to take my clothes off because I feel more comfortable now, even though I'm older. So I'm hoping that it is shifting where the artists have more control. And I think now because there's the internet and, you know, you can be an artist without a record label now, there's so many platforms to actually just promote yourself and do whatever you want. I'm hoping that you do. we do see shifts of people just controlling their image and deciding these things for themselves. So I think it's out there and I think it's shifting, definitely. Anything goes these days. Trends yeah, are trends, yeah. but people will subscribe to whatever they would like. Regardless of the music industry, we have seen sex being sold in other ways through OnlyFans. What about very descriptive song lyrics? I think I've I've tried to. I think I'm just such an introvert that I can never break down that full wall. I mean, I come from jazz first and foremost, and I think, you know, those lyrics have always kind of been a little bit more um, vague. And then when I started to really get into R&B, like those lyrics definitely are sexual, you know, like some of the Janet Jackson's, even some of like, even pop Britney Spears, there's just some suggestive stuff and like... Um, I've always wanted to keep pushing it, and I think I'm slowly doing that, but I guess I just blush a little too much to go that literal with it. You know, when people ask me, like, oh, what is your song Nobody about? I'm like, it's about a one-night stand. You know, and then when you go back and read it, they're like, oh, interesting. Now it has a different meaning. So I kind of like doing it that way instead of fully spoon-feeding you exactly what it what it means. Do you think there's a pathway to success for artists who maybe do feel a little bit like you and are a little bit more introverted and aren't as comfortable with those suggestive lyrics and with pursuing that really sexualized image? I think there has to be. You know, I, I really want to believe that you can be whatever kind of artist that you feel the most comfortable. And there's been times that I wish that I was more this or more explicit or, you know, danced naked or whatever. But you know, I just know that that's not for me, you know, and whatever makes you comfortable, that's what you have to um, go for. You know, you're the one up there singing the songs. You have to believe them. You have to, you know, really love how you feel. And like you look back at these photos, and you're like, what was I wearing? Why did I wear that? You know, and you want to look back and be like, I really loved that. That was great. You know, so I do I do think being an introvert has its, you know, weaknesses but it's i wouldn't really call them weaknesses just you know a little bit more struggles because we are quiet quiet uh assassins we'll, we'll still kill you but maybe not so right in your face <laughs> i think that's something that i try to bring each week here to the studio and try to mm. talk to people about you know that if you're not feeling comfortable and just because everyone else is doing something it doesn't mean you should i remember there were times when i was 
you know, a teenager in high school and obviously mm. even just on a more micro sense, going to um, parties and not wearing what everyone else is wearing simply because I didn't feel comfortable and I knew that if I did wear something like that, number one, I don't think my parents would let me out of the house. But also number two, I don't think I would have felt comfortable and I really admire you for, you know, standing your ground. I, I mean, I, I feel like I have to. There's so many people out there that, you know, we live in such a visible age. Everyone's being so affected by what we see and it's, everything is very over-sexualized and, you know, I, th- I think, think it's great, but it can be overwhelming, especially if you don't relate to it or, or feel nervous and want to try something and don't know how to start. And I think, you know, that's why music was such a, which a big outlet for me, like of figuring out who I was. And it was kind of my only friend when I was growing up, you know, and then relationships and the whole, you know, maze of how do you deal with sex and what you like and all that stuff, you know, music was kind of my gateway into feeling comfortable with myself and expressing myself so that's kind of how that started and i hope everyone else finds their way to do that are there any parts of your career or any decisions that you made or perhaps feel pressured to make that looking back now you maybe wish had gone differently or you feel like you regret yeah i mean i think there's maybe not full regrets, but maybe different decisions. You know, I think um, one of them being, you know, I worked with a lot of my partners in music. So I was in a relationship with someone I also made music with, which when it was the best, it was awesome. You know, it was like, oh, we have this amazing musical chemistry and our physical chemistry. But in reality, looking back, I think that can be... um, very difficult when you're young and then your career gets wrapped up with your relationship, you know? And I think if I had the foresight and um, experience I do now, I would have maybe not done that. That would be maybe my only, um, not regret, but just I would have thought about it differently and maybe not have dated my producer (laughs) and then blew it up by cheating on him. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wild. Yeah. That can be a bit of a difficult line to tread, right? I've been thinking a little bit recently in my own life about Mm. sage wisdom. Don't shit where you Mm. (laughs) weep. Exactly. (laughs) But you know, the industry is very charismatic and you kind of get rewarded for flirting with people. It's been, it's like a whole you know, maze of how to, how to, you know, it's not cool to be in relationships when you want to work with producers. So it's a very difficult kind of thing to maneuver, you know, and I I hope that starts to change a little bit more with like the Me Too world and working places, getting more, uh, you know, safe for people to not have relationships with people you work with, I'd say. Looking back (laughs) on your career, is there a moment that you feel like was particularly empowering? Yeah, I mean, I think just in general, you know, like I said, I'm, I was such an introvert and, you know, I did music for me. This was for me only selfishly. I never wanted to be, you know, performing or singing for others. And there was a moment on stage um, and I have severe stage fright. It's gotten much better, but I was on stage and I used to sing with my eyes closed so tightly because I just couldn't look out. I would be distracted or just nervous. And there was one moment where I looked out and like everybody was just staring at me. Everyone was dead silent. And I realized like, wow, this is what connecting is all about. This is what, why, you know, why I am an artist. And like, these people are here to hear me, to feel something. And I'm, I'm, you know, here for them and they're here for me. So I just, it was like a really big shift in my career of 
understanding that like my audience is giving me something that I'm grateful for too. And I was kind of ignoring my audience. So ever since then, I just feel far more grateful for having people show up and, you know, people telling me, Hey, this song really helped me get out of this bad relationship. You know, your song sideline about some guy who has two girlfriends and he won't pick you. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's my experience. She's like, that was mine too. So I just am starting to really feel excited that my music helps people. And I think now I'm realizing my audience really helps me. And that's definitely such a honorable thing that I can move, move forward with. So I'm, I'm happy for that. I feel very lucky. You've heard it here first, here on the Naughty Rude Show at Sin. We're going to leave you with some tunes for the time being. Hi, we're Chris and Laura from Love Boner. And you're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin. Alex, joining me in the studio, I'm Lachlan, and we had Naya all throughout the show. We'll be hearing from her again a little later. But, but... Right now, we've got to get to your listener questions, and we have one from Instagram. Alex, yes. what do the what do the people want to know? I'm talking to someone with a terrible name. What do I do? Break up with them. <laughs> it's done. They're finished. Is it a terrible name, as in the name of someone you have bad memories with, or is it a terrible name? It just is a bad name. I was trying to set two of my friends up. By the way, it worked. It worked. Wow, I'm really good. Okay. At, I'm really good at like setting friends up. It's a skill. It's like my, it, it is a skill. Thank you. I think it I'm is. glad that I'm glad that this is understood. I was on the phone with my friend, and she had a boyfriend. But I was like, you would be much better with this other friend that we have. So boyfriend's got to go. We all have a friend who right. we know will be better with another boyfriend. Hundred percent. So we were on a group call. It was three of us with me my friend and the guy who I thought would make a much better partner. Like, I just think they would... And they are now a power couple. Like, it worked oh, out. okay. But I'm trying to, like, plant the seed in her head at this point. Pick a name. Pick a name, yeah. Pick a name. Jonathan. Yeah, right? I'm like, Jonathan, like, that's such a, like, much more moanable name than your boyfriend's name. Have a go. Jonathan, have a go. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Everyone it at worked. home, have she a go. Did, she did not have a go. But it worked. It worked. See, it's a, it's a real it's a real thinker. So I think that names are powerful. They certainly okay. were in that in that specific. I scenario. agree. What do I you agree. think about names? You can judge someone off their name a mm. lot, and I think society has a role to play in why someone may judge a name. You know, uh, a few songs that have people's names in it um, can be the songs that define a person's life because of mm. the song. Um, what is a song with a name in it? Rhiannon, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Every time I hear, every time I hear the name Rhiannon, all I'm hearing is Fleetwood Mac. Mm. Um, but bring it back to the question: What yes. should our listener do if they're talking to someone with a terrible name? Do you do you, is, what? What's the what's the basis of the relationship? Is it more service level? Are you in it for sex? Because you know, if you're in it for sex, you can kind of find it somewhere else. You, you can, can definitely you can cut and run, right? Yeah, but if you really like them as a person, I think you you, sh- you should be mature enough to be able to make that decision. Yeah, I think so. It totally depends on like what are the priorities here, and is this a deal breaker? Is it you know, yeah, is it is it a deal breaker? Is it a line of no, I don't want someone who has a terrible name? Yeah, we can't decide that for you. That's what we can. We can give you the, the perspectives, but we can't no. give you the answers. No, but I guess if you're on the fence, <laughs> try it out. Try it out. Exactly. <laughs> try it out. Exactly. 
We've got another question here. So someone says their ex-boyfriend, so no longer the boyfriend already, they've made a decision here. Mm-hmm. This is more just wanting the justification now after the fact, which I get, valid. But their ex-boyfriend used to get very upset that this person used a dildo that was bigger than, than he was. I read that and I was like, the dildo was taller than him? Oh, like a sex toll. No, 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 this mm- isn't Naya. <laughs> No, the dildo is bigger. The pen- yes. the dildo penis is bigger than his real Garcia. penis. I think he has a point, but I I also am a bit I'm a bit I think you don't need to share the dildo with your boyfriend. Like you don't need to share the unless fact that you have Unless he's into that. Yeah, unless he's into that, but I don't think he was because he was quite upset that it it was too big. Yeah. But I think Maybe you don't need to let him know what sex toys you have going on, unless you're into it and you want to bring it in. I think in this case he had discovered it. Well, if you discover it, just be like, I've always had it. It's mm. passed down through the generations. Do you have any sex toys, Alex? Or Yeah, I got yeah. one for my 18th birthday from my friends. Exciting. Exciting. It, it has run out of battery, but um, do take... Oh, I have handcuffs, pink fluffy handcuffs. Slay. Yeah, I think... All of my friends bought each other vibrators for our birthday, which in some ways could be a bit weird, but it's no, whatever. It's, a, it's, it's a normal. bonding experience. It's, we didn't use them all together. We just no. We all just yeah had just know what's going on between the sheets at some of our, at our houses. Sex toys are everywhere. I have one. You have one. Your mom has one. Hmm. Vibrators, interesting choice because I've I've got a dildo myself. Uh-huh. Right, my friend was in a crisis the other night because she was like, "Oh my god, I've lost my like vibrator charger." <gasps> Like, absolute crisis, absolute panic. Yeah. She's looking everywhere. And I'm like, I do not have this problem. Yeah. I got the dildo a couple months ago, and I actually had the opposite problem to this ex-boyfriend that it we're was, talking about. Yeah. Because, you know, I'd ordered it, it was, like, online, because, you know, I was looking at, like, the sales, and it was this 7-inch dildo. I opened it, and I was like, I've been scammed. This is not <laughs> This is not 7 inches. Like, Did you get the ruler out? I did get the ruler. No, because I was like, do I need to call, like, the ACCC? Like, do I need to, like, <laughs> file a report? Like, this is misleading marketing. Like, what there's did you no do? way to seven... And I measured it, and it was seven inches. <gasps> I was going, but that can't be seven inches, because I'm not bigger than... Oh. oh. So that dildo was a real confidence boost. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned something about yeah. myself that I didn't know before. We learned something new every day. I'm happy yeah. that you felt that way. Yeah, I think, look, if, if it's an issue in your relationship, you know, sex toys or what sex toys your partner is choosing like they're supposed to be a confidence booster they're supposed to be they're they're supposed to be for you exactly exactly and i think i'm pretty open with my vibrator well not letting it people use it but i'm it's normal it's normal and like how about with partners like in i think it can really elevate right exactly if you're if you're communicating and if you're talking about that really openly right girls like i don't think it's anything to be ashamed of and sometimes like partners will find it hot yeah. If you can bring that extra spice to the bedroom, like, it's great. It's hot. Yeah. I think, you know, does he, does, does his ex-boyfriend have the right to be upset about being smaller than the dildo? I, I'm never going to say that no one has a right to their feelings, yeah. but I think that he's really missing out on a trick here. Yeah. There could be so much spice added to this relationship yeah. that he's just walked away from. Yeah. Disappointing. I think, I think maybe insecure. Mm. He could... That's. I think that's very fair. I think that's the real issue here is yeah, the insecurity. Yeah, he's, he's getting upset because he's insecure, which is understandable, but I just think it's not. I mean... Not 
you can you can work it can be it can be worked into your relationship. I'm sure she's not going to break up with you just because of a dildo. Wait for the next you know online sex toy sales. Get a penis pump. Like this is fixable. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, feel comfortable in your own skin. Okay. Got any burning questions? There's a cream for that. Hit us up at thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show with Alex. I'm Lachlan and we're joined by our very special guest, Naya. But Naya, we have some honestly really upsetting, disturbing news here. We've Uh learned recently there's been a study conducted asking men to identify the nubus on the diagram of the female reproductive system. And look, the results are pretty disappointing. Uh, Alex, what, what have we what have we found? Forty five percent of male uni students say that they can label the nubus on a diagram of the female reproductive system. Even worse, thirty one percent of women also believe they could find it. Only thirty one percent. So I guess oh my God. is that something that kind of checks out for you? The experiences you've had. I mean, I'm lucky. I I uh, date a lot of people that use their hands in music, so I feel like I've been pretty lucky to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they know their also, way I'm around. Also, I'm not wasting my time. Yeah, they know their way around. I think. I could be wrong. Where is the nubus? Where is now the nubus? I'm like, yeah. Now I'm being doubtful, but I don't even know where it is. Sex ed can be a little bit patchy. I went to an all-girl Catholic school, so we had nuns teach Same us about here. Same sex. here. And so we didn't, we didn't really have any sex ed. It was like, you know, don't do it while we had pregnant people in our high school, which was pretty messed up. So I hope that it's gotten better than what I've experienced personally. And even, you know, I I live in LA now and you see all these big billboards for, you know, STDs and stuff. And I'm like, I I haven't even heard of that one. Why don't we know about this stuff? It's just, it's, it's pretty taboo still. I wish we were more transparent with this stuff. It's, you know, it's not that big a deal. You know, our bodies have a lot of stuff in them. We should learn about it. I think. If I have a son or a daughter, I'll teach them everything. Don't teach them where the nubus is because the (laughs) point of the study was they actually made it up just to see if people would say they knew where it was. You know what? I thought it was a slang word that you guys were using that I was going (laughs) to pretend that was like, that's the clitoris in Australian slang. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that gets said in this voice becomes real. (laughs) That's hilarious people know so little that they were like oh yeah that's legit i mean you fooled me that is hilarious i love that i'm gonna use that yeah Yeah. right i feel like that's the the test now did you guys come up with the word we did not no is no real study real study but the study was about (laughs) if people would say that they could in fact locate the nubis Oh God, I'm on the what twenty seven percent? You're on the you're in you're in the thirty one percent. I'm so sorry, you're a statistic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. I'm relatable. I guess I'm relatable. Yeah. I guess what do you what do you think maybe needs to change here? <laughs> I mean, I think it's just people are embarrassed to talk about this stuff. You know, I I read that a lot of boys don't know girls have pubic hair because <laughs> like porn, all the girls wax and stuff, and like I'm that's crazy to me. And it's like no one's really talking about this stuff. At least. We're seeing it all, but no one's really explaining it. So I hope that it becomes, you know, something parents will talk about or schools. I don't know who should do the talking, but probably not just friends and TikTok. Oh, of course. Of course. (laughs) I grew up in a very, I don't know, open household about talking about Mm. sex and body hair and everything. And I think that has really set me up. How do you think maybe Mm. your sex education from your parents if there was a sex education from your parents how do you think that shaped your view of sex 
terribly. I mean, we didn't talk about anything. And, you know, I grew up with a very kind of conservative Italian mother who was like, be an artist, but not too weird. <laughs> and then I had a father who, um, you know, had a lot of affairs and kind of showed an interesting role model of sex and kind of that stuff. And I just kind of learned as I went, you know, and I think that necessarily could couldn't have it might not have ended as well as it did if I uh, kind of didn't grab my balls at some point and just kind of be like, this feels wrong or like, I don't like this anymore. Or, you know what, I want to change some of these bad patterns that I've created. So I wish I had more um, education on it all and like kind of what is what am I like, what is my body? I don't even know. I just woke up one day and was like, oh, boy. To some of our listeners who grew up in similar sort of circumstances with having more conservative parents, what would you say to them on helping them try to find their feet? I guess the first thing I'd say is like, don't be embarrassed. You know, like I when I first got my period, I hid all my underwear in a plastic bag in my closet because I didn't want to tell my mom and I didn't know what to do. So I would say the first thing is like, don't feel shame or embarrassed or guilt about just growing up or even being curious and figuring out things. And, you know, I would try to talk to your parents or if not, you know, there is Google and there's lots of other people that I think we can find. There's a lot of places now you can reach out. And um, I think that's great that there's resources now. So, but I think before you even do that, it's just realizing like it's, it's normal and having curiosity and growing is normal. I think that's the best. what makes us all exciting and different too. My parents never gave me the talk either, but I'm a queer guy, so it wouldn't Mm. have been the right one. (laughs) You were talking earlier about like, you know, if you had a son or a daughter, you would make sure that they, you know, that they knew everything. Hearing you say that, you know, to what you just said, like, I don't know if I'll know everything. I think that's kind of what we all kind of have to understand. At least I'm still learning things even about myself and I think it's just more being open. You know, I feel even being an artist, being comfortable, like comfortable in my artistry and like just sharing my gifts or just like talking about like, yeah, I am an artist, like, and I'm comfortable with that, you know? So just being comfortable with who you are, I think is what I hope to instill in my children, you know, or my friends, just like whoever you are, whatever you want to do, you know, as long as it doesn't harm others, that's all good with me. That's kind of, and try to keep growing and learning too. And that's something maybe I could do with my kids, you know, or if I have them, we'll see. <laughs> You've heard it here first, here on the Naughty Rude Show with Sin. Um, my name is Alex. Mm. I'm here with Lachlan and our special guest who's joined us all the way from California, Naya. Hi, this is Sarah from Apricot Inc. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show. Super sad to see you all go, but we've been super excited for this interview. We've had it had it under wraps for a while now and we hope you enjoyed listening to Naya talk about her sex life, her time in the music industry, and we hope you will check out her new album, Bobby Deerfield, and her single, Alfa Romeo. She did talk a bit about it, and if you did miss anything, you can totally catch us on anywhere you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and that is under the Naughty Brood Show. However, if you want to stay in contact with us, we're accessible pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, also Tumblr. We have a Tumblr page, which we love when you guys let us know your dirty, sexy stories or comments or questions. That is on the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. However, if you do want to stay in contact with us, we are everywhere at Naughty Rude Sin. That is Sin with an S-Y-N. 
So we've we've loved having you and don't forget to catch us next week on the Naughty Roots Show here at Sin. 